Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Good News Doctors podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Tubrinkit, and today I have a very special guest with me, Jennifer Valentine. She is a hypnotherapist, and so today's topic really is understanding hypnotherapy, and is there controversy with it? Do people believe it or don't believe it? And is it really good for your health? So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so you're a hypnotherapist. Yes. And your goal with hypnotherapy is to take people that maybe have had crisis and trauma mm-hmm. and um, are experiencing, you know, a different quality of life than what they're used to, and they just feel stuck. Definitely. Right? So they find you. So tell me just a little bit about yourself yeah. and about what you do with this. Okay, excellent. So I do what is called quantum healing hypnosis technique. It's QHHT, um, diving into the quantum because that's the field where anything is possible. And the people who believe that and are ready to be healed will be healed. So our sessions are meant to be one and done. It's not something that you would have to keep coming back to because we're able to dive in, get to the root cause of the situation that's whatever's happening emotionally or physically with an individual and get down and get to the root of it and heal it. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you were telling me sometimes your sessions can last up to six hours? Yes, definitely. Oh my goodness, it's that's amazing. It's an all-day experience. So kind of the format of how it plays out when the client arrives, I do what it, an interview, basically, asking the client about the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything that's ever happened to them in their life. And people are like, where do I even begin? And it's like, well, I guess your very first memory, because so much is formed by the age of eight in our personality and the way we think and all of that. So a lot of times people will come in with the attitude of, woe was me, or this happened to me. And when we get to the root cause of it, they're now thinking this was all for me. So in that interview, going through all of those different things that have happened to people, they not only realize it as well, but it's like just, you know, people don't have the opportunity to talk about themselves for two to four hours. I mean, there's, you know, regular counseling appointments, but oh, 45 minutes, we'll see you next week. And again, this is meant to be one and done. Let's get to the cause of it, figure it out, and heal it so they can move forward in the best way that they can in their life. Um, So that interview takes, you know, just depending upon all of the things that have happened, both emotionally and physically and the accidents, as we all know, there are no such things as accidents. It's what the body is trying to tell you, like, hey, pay attention to me with that red flag waving, like, hello, because whatever is happening emotionally will come out physically. Um, so it's very, very interesting. So after that interview portion, then we go into the hypnosis part and that'll last about an hour and a half to two hours. Um, and the first hour is going into a past life regression and not all people believe in past lives. So we would call it a story, but it's going down into that theta state of trance where we can access a person's consciousness. And so that's where the records of all times are held. And so that's pretty cool getting into that theta state. And then the second hour of the hypnosis is doing a body scan. And it's their higher self going in and scanning the body to see whatever is going on. And if it's appropriate, it will be healed simultaneously right there. 
Wow. So cool. (laughs) (laughs) I have the best job in the world being able to observe and help and ask the right questions to get everything done. You know, some people might be listening to this and just really kind of went right over their head or you just, we completely just lost them when we start talking about this. But when we talk about quantum physics, these are things that are beyond our, our visual, our tactile, our touch. There was a study done in, I forget which university, I think it was Berkeley. Okay. And they had a very complicated jigsaw puzzle and they had a team, three groups of people that were going to be timed putting this puzzle together. But they didn't do it at the same time. So Mm. they're on the same campus, spread out by like a mile apiece. Okay. And so the first group did it in like, I don't know, eight hours. The second group accomplished it in six and the third group accomplished it in three. Wow. And it's because all of their energy and all of their minds trying to solve that puzzle in that same area mm-hmm. was the information was already there. Mm-hmm. And the second group got to tap into the first group's information faster <sighs> and more efficiently, knowing mm-hmm. nothing about the puzzle, never seeing it, never having anything to do with it. And the third group had the information from all the other people that were there doing that exact same thing Beautiful. and were able to tap into that even faster. So there's so much evidence that proves the unseen, the things that we don't know, and how if you are present enough to tap into that, there's amazing things that uh, I guess that the Spirit will do through you, that God will just download right into you. And now all of a sudden, you have abilities. (laughs) You have (sighs) skills and things. I think of like, what was it, the Matrix? (laughs) They would just download abilities. Exactly. And so like all that information is definitely out there. I don't think there's any new thoughts now that we are having as humans that haven't already been thought before. Yeah. Maybe not the actions behind the thoughts, which we have a lot more people now to do a lot more actions and more technology and tools at our disposal to actually be more creative, you know, and tap into all of this. But we're hearing so many things in the healing world of this quantum physics, quantum energy, quantum nutraceuticals. I mean, just all sorts of different things that are tapping into that quantum level, which is just a little bit beyond our understanding, but we're connected to it. Every cell of our being. It's beautiful. I love it. Awesome. (laughs) We've talked about in previous podcasts that suppression is the seed of all disease and we're nothing but a sum of all the traumas we've ever had. So I like to, when I talk about brain health, We mentioned that we're wired for success when we're born, most of us at least. Right. And then we're programmed for failure, Mm -hmm. you know, based on life experiences and our mindset going into traumas, how healthy we got through the trauma, um, how we look back at that trauma and what that means to us. And so many times people don't realize, but I used to come out on stage with a big glass bowl of jello and it would be like, let's call it yellow jello. And I would say, this is your brain, okay? <laughs> and we put it on the table. And then we take a bunch of hot marbles and throw them into oh the bowl in different directions. Gosh, yes. And then fill the tunnels with milk. I love it. Oh and my so gosh. you got all these little wormholes going through your brain. And I say, everybody, we're nothing but a sum of all the traumas we've ever had. Wow. This tunnel here was when your parents got divorced when you were just a little kid. Yep. This is when you broke your leg and missed summer vacation and had to stay in bed all mm-hmm. summer long. Mm-hmm. This is when you had X, Y, and Z different traumas and Sometimes they're good things, like your wedding, okay? Mm-hmm. There's so many things about that day that you'll remember forever. Not so much the day before, not so much the day after, but that day, mm-hmm. 
lots of things remember. So if we think of all the traumas we've had, Mm -hmm. they create these tunnels around our brain that if we find ourselves in life getting close to circumstances that remind us anything of that trauma, our brain gets hijacked, and then we start acting and behaving in certain ways that we look back like, why did I do that? And we may not even tie it to the trauma that relates to what I'm going through right now. Mm -hmm. But I still lost my cool. I I let, you know, my emotions get the best of me and so forth. So when we do neurofeedback training, we try to target those areas of the brain and allow new tissue to grow in to, in essence, kind of fill the tunnel in or cover the heat, like like potholes in the Mm -hmm. street, right? Do a little mending there so they can get near it and not get sucked into it. So you're telling me that with what you're doing is we can take a patient in that same place. You know, I don't do kind of talk therapy. I don't, I'm not a counselor in that aspect. So I'm targeting things with technology to find out their hangups emotionally Mm -hmm. and we can address it energetically and try to change the chemistry and all of that. Mm -hmm. And then we can do neurofeedback stuff to target. So you're saying that through hypnosis, mm-hmm. you might could walk somebody back through right. those events around the trauma and maybe have them look at that situation a little bit differently Definitely. so that they don't get tripped up yep. by it. Or is it a way of just mending and filling that pothole as well? You call it like a once and done thing. So yep. it's like, is it the, the mindset of, okay, I was 18 when that happened. I thought like an 18 year old. Mm-hmm. Now I'm 50. And so I think like an adult, and do I have Mm -hmm. to keep thinking and having the beliefs that I put into my subconscious back when I was 18 with my limited view of the world at that time? Right. And so helping me understand things from different viewpoints, I I know there's there's healing in there too. And I've been Mm -hmm. hypnotized a few different times in my life. I I was having a lot of um, flashbacks for years after my car accident where I would relive the whole thing and relive the whole thing. and. They took me in and regressed me right back to that point. And I don't really remember what they said and did, but I remember from that moment on, I stopped having the nightmares. You were okay with it. And yeah. so it helped my subconscious right. Just fight a different battle. Just clear it and move right? forward. Definitely. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of things that have happened to us as children where you don't necessarily remember them, but your subconscious has held on to it. So being programmed your whole life to act a certain way wasn't necessarily your fault. There's also times where it's happened in a previous life where you've hung on to it and you don't even know why. And so getting into hypnosis where your higher self knows everything about you. Being able to get in and contact the Akashic Records of all times, your higher self knows that, who you've been hundreds of lifetimes. And so it's interesting what happens to people. So when we regress them back, there's a few different options where they can come off of the cloud, if you will. So Mm -hmm. they can come down in this lifetime. So I had a client one time, he was in a house fire as a kid and his baby brother didn't make it. And he has held on to a lot of that guilt his entire life. So his higher self brought him back to that scene in this lifetime. But lots of times it's in different lives in Egypt and all over the world, different things that have happened to people. So it's so interesting. But yeah, I think just like you, when you were hypnotized and you were able to move forward, it's getting into that root cause of it. And once you understand it and recognize it, you're able to let it go and move forward. You know, when we're little, our soul has been divided, um, whether it happened by someone telling you something 
that made you not resonate with who you are when you came down from source energy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, I have to protect myself or someone did something physically to you. And your soul divides and it's like, okay, let's get little Mark back into big Mark and make sure that he never leaves him behind ever again. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's just beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I had an experience um, back when I was in college. And I used to always have um, this feeling of being as big as the earth, like looking down at the earth, and then right away, mm-hmm. as tiny as on top of a, the head of a pin. Oh, my gosh. And so my being felt so tiny, insignificant, <sighs> so huge, bigger than the world, so tiny. And, and I would have this weird bantering back for years. And I got hypnotized when I was probably early 20s, and they brought me, it was more like a guided meditation of of such, Mm -hmm. and they had brought me into a room, and all of a sudden I saw myself in a big circle, like at all different ages, Wow! Mm -hmm. and everybody was happy except one child of, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe an eight or a 10-year-old or something like that, Mm -hmm. and and so I was told, go to that one and ask him what's wrong, and he said he was always afraid of being alone. And then all of a sudden that feeling of big, small, big, small, and all that happened. And then what it ended up resulting to is a transgression into a past life Mm -hmm. where I was in a cabin somewhere in the mountains where you couldn't see anything anywhere else. And my whole family somehow was killed, and I was the only one left there for a long time. And maybe I died there or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it was really weird. Mm -hmm. But again, since that event... I never had that weird dream feeling again. again. It wasn't really like a dream as much as, well, I guess maybe it was in that theta state. Sure. I'm just falling asleep or just waking up mm-hmm. where all of a sudden it would just, it was not just a thinking thing. It made my whole body physically feel weird, wow. like feel big, feel small, feel big. Wow. And so there was different times that I was hung up and I had somebody that was guided mm-hmm. in, in skilled in this type of whether it was hypnosis or guided meditation I mean I was I was susceptible to it and I was willing to do it so let's talk about that a lot of times people have some baggage they're afraid of opening up and thinking like I don't want to (laughs) necessarily reveal too much (laughs) from behind the curtain so uh, is this the kind of thing that when you're walking people through this that they have to actually pull up that baggage and talk about it and work through it? For and, sure, yeah. And so how, does, how do you combat the fear of, of opening up and, mm-hmm. and allowing yourself to even mm-hmm. speak on such things? Because, you know, they've been suppressed oh, and definitely. pushed down deep and Absolutely. locked and then buried and then mm-hmm. cemented. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like <laughs> nobody's ever getting uh-huh. into the vault. I know. <laughs> and so to be able to break through that vault, what a <clears throat> gift, I mean, to, to really help people find yeah. a little bit more freedom. For sure. So there's a lot of times people will sit in my office and they're like, I have only told one other person this or I've never told anybody this. I can't believe this is coming out. But as people are talking about their story and making connections, things just kind of come out and yeah, being the right type of person. You know, I was a herapist, I called myself for 20 (laughs) years. And so I've heard it all. I'm not a judgmental person at all. So I literally have such a nice sounding board for people and um, pretty approachable. So it's, you know, um, being able to listen and, you know, dive in where people can 
get it out because if they don't tell me in the story up front, how am I going to know the most appropriate questions to ask? I mean, whether it's been a relationship issue with their, their parents or something about their job and never being able to see, succeed, you know, whatever blockages or, you know, different things that are blocking people from being their best version of their self, let's get to it, you know, so it's of their best interest. But, you know, there's the type like um, the CEOs or the accountants or something like that, where they're analytical and they have that side of their brain. Those folks are a little bit more hard to, you know, get into that Crack. state. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but everybody's able to be hypnotized, but every single person out there thinks that they can't be, but they absolutely can because you're in the theta state of trance twice a day. So it's right before you fall asleep and right when you wake up, you just don't have me beside your bed asking you the questions to dive deep. So it, it makes it easy for the human body to be able to dive in. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about theta state, yeah. we have alpha, theta, beta, uh, Beta and delta, delta right? Yep. And so our delta, theta are our slow brain waves. Yeah. These are the ones that are dominant when we're sleeping mm -hmm. because it's helping remodel our body and our brain. And then our alpha, beta are our fast brain waves. Alpha is more of our inner voice when we're talking to ourselves. And then beta is pretty much all day, every day, whenever we're engaged or talking to anybody else. Yes. And so when we think of a lot of times autistic kids that are have a lot of really amazing gifts like servants and music and such, yeah, they live their whole day in theta, and wow. so it's like that's like this intuitive, it's this creative place. It's it's only three minutes before you fall asleep and three minutes when you're waking up, yep. and it's when you remember where you lost your keys. You remember that person's name from yesterday that mm -hmm. you saw their face and you knew you knew them from somewhere, mm -hmm. but you didn't make that connection. Yep. It's in theta that you make that connection. In fact, Thomas Edison used to fall asleep often with two pie tins in his hand filled with BBs. What? He'd sit there in his recliner and he'd lay back and he'd just close his eyes. And as soon as he fell asleep, his hands would fall. They'd crash on the ground and make, roll and make all this noise. And he'd wake up and whatever he was thinking, he'd write it down. Oh my God, that's amazing. And that's amazing. how he invented everything he ever invented was in his theta state. He tapped into theta <sighs> and invented it had the thought and then the idea oh of i have that. goosebumps what an amazing story I and love so that. so many of us you know stay up until we literally can't keep our eyes open and crash and we miss the gift of theta and then we hit snooze so many times and we wake up and then have to hit the ground running mm -hmm. and we miss the gift of theta and so like you're saying you can get them into that state keep them in that state for a while yep. where then you're making suggestions. So it's not so much like, oh, I hypnotize you. You're not going to remember anything no. and you're going to wake up and be this different person right. that also <laughs> loves to read and loves to drink tea instead of coffee uh -huh. and all of these yeah. other characteristics. It's not so much like that. It's you getting them to slow down long enough mm -hmm. to be present Definitely. and then talk to that subconscious and say, yeah. now, why do you keep saying that? Mm -hmm. That's not serving you. Yeah. It's time to change that record mm -hmm. and say something different. Yeah. What makes it stick? You know, it's interesting. Like when they are down in that, you know, theta state of trance, oftentimes it'll be so interesting, especially when they go into a past life and it's a woman and they're all of a sudden be talking like a little boy. It's like their whole being turns into that little boy that was once traumatized because of whatever. So whatever reason they're in there, whether it's, you know, a traumatic, 
you know, injury or emotion or fear of flying or to quit smoking or lose weight. I mean, those are the more common things, but depression, anxiety, whatever it stems from, it will come out. And then once we tap into that subconscious in the second hour, because it comes from a different frequency, a lot of the times their higher self will start talking like this because the frequency is so different from our being. Um, and it's amazing because just that inner monologue of, you know, throughout the day of, you know, giving us information, it literally is able to give you all of that information in that hour and a half to two hours that it's been desperately wanting you to pay attention to. So it's phenomenal. It's as if you have your spirit as a separate entity yes. inside of you than your being. And if your spirit isn't being heard and it's got something to tell you about the way you're living your life and you're not listening, there is a major disconnect. Definitely. And when you're in disconnect, you're not going to find happiness. You're not going to find peace. You're not going to find rest. You're not going to find abundance. You're not going to find all the blessings that the Lord has in store for you. Absolutely. So, wow. It's time to wake up, right? It's just so amazing. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So we talk about, you know, doing these different sessions and somebody coming up with having a past life experience and they're reliving that now in this session. Does that necessarily mean like, they physically died and were reborn again and all these things. And how does that relate to some people would have an issue with that when it comes to their religion and, and their beliefs in that? So yeah. can you just address a little bit more about Definitely. That? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that does happen, you know, based on their religious beliefs. And when we look at when we're first putting them down into that theta state of trance, just telling a story. And a lot of the times that you know, your mind is working in those mysterious quantum ways and it just comes out. A lot of times people are like, why the heck did I even say this? This doesn't make sense. But it all makes sense in the end, whether that's two hours after the session or two months or two years down the road. So a lot of times, you know, people always think, oh my gosh, I must have been someone famous. And yeah, Usually not, you know, in those past lives, but that's okay, right? Everyone has a story, but a lot of times, even when we're on the other side, on the spirit side, and we're able to go into the library of the all the knowledge of all times, we're able to access, say, JFK and all of the leadership traits that he did and be able to download those things into our spirit. So maybe JFK wasn't you, but you have similar leadership qualities or things like that, you know, that that they're talking, you know, in reference to. So in essence, certain traits from our ancestors are passed to us, mm -hmm. not so much genetic, but energy wise too. Definitely. Yeah. So I guess all energy is an expression of our genes in some which some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And so if we're coming from the same genes, we're all interconnected through those things. So we find ourselves going through the same struggles or same problems that maybe our ancestors did and maybe those before yeah, them right. until we start changing the subconscious and the quantum, yep. you know, truths that we're 
focusing on Definitely. that allows us to have a different path. Is mm-hmm. like basically what we're saying. Yeah, being able to tap in like for abundance blocks or something like that, where you know a family history of you know poor or not having enough as far as whether it be food or money or any lack of abundance, but being able to go in and heal that energy and clear it. So you and your children moving forward will never have to experience that ever again. That's so true. I mean, so certain people have a certain amount of self-worth yep. that they think they're only worth this much money a month. Yeah. And then if you all of a sudden doubled it, they'd find a way to sabotage that whole yeah. scenario to get back down to this because this is what they believe they deserve. Oh, so they have to get into that subconscious and change their core belief. Absolutely. And the limitedness of themselves and what they think they can do and instead of what God thinks you can do, which is really anything. Abundant. Yeah, you bet. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so what about the people that are afraid to let somebody into their brain? Like, I can see that that would probably be more common than not, mm-hmm. is somebody that just stays guarded, you know? And mm-hmm. it's there's a reason they're guarded, because they've been hurt, and they at least they perceive that they've been hurt you know, in, in a certain way. And so what do we say to those listeners that are out there that are like, you know, it sounds great and all, and I'd love to find that breakthrough, but I'm just not willing to go walk through that valley yes. again and bring up all that stuff. I think I just passed. Uh-huh. Thanks. Right. So maybe this wouldn't be right for them, but there's a lot of times people will still come in with a little bit of that attitude, you know, but they have that curiosity. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they didn't need something specifically done that day and they just have a general curiosity. They're still going to receive benefit from doing a hypnosis session. I mean, we know it's all about the journey and that one day could help open up you know, different avenues for other healings and, you know, awakenings for each individual soul. You know, it's like that aha moment, mm. you know, where you're you're receiving all of this information and, you know, some of it will resonate with them and hopefully help them wake up and, you know, move on to an even better life than what they already have. Sure. Yeah. I look back at the few different scenarios and events that I've had mm-hmm. and I never looked at it as this until now, but it was a once and done event. Yeah. It wasn't like something that I signed up for 12 sessions to get through this mess of my life. My life was an absolute chaos. I was upside down in so many different ways and in so many different directions. And I remember one session, she changed me. It was like I left her office thinking, what was I stressed out about? I feel like I just graduated high school. The world's my oyster. I can do anything. (laughs) All things possible. Right. And so, oh my goodness. And so, you know, I, you know, I think I had some hefty skepticism to some degree, for sure. but at the same time, my spirit was screaming to be heard, like, like what you were saying. And so the inner part of me made me stay the course and just, what have I got to lose? They're just going to talk to me. Exactly. Right. And so it's not like, I'm going to come out mm-hmm. being a mean person No, <laughs> when no. I was a happy person yes, before, yes. you know, and so a lot of times I've had um, some adults and teenagers that were um, with Asperger's, you know, slightly on the spectrum there, and they were really brilliant artists and musicians and yeah. such, and they were afraid to let me into their brain and, and help them balance all the other problems they were having 
because they didn't want to lose that intuitiveness. They didn't want to lose their gift. Right. And they knew they were special in that way. It wasn't like it was a little child. These were adults. Right. But they were adults that necessarily couldn't live alone. Mm -hmm. They had to have people that looked after them and managed their affairs and take care of them, make sure they do and go and say what they're going to do. I mean, so they they certainly have more of a limited lifestyle, but Mm -hmm. um, I had a really hard time getting into some of them to be open enough to let me help them because they liked their yes their uniqueness and right. they were afraid I was going to take that away from mm-hmm. them. So you know, hypnosis yeah. isn't going to take any of their giftings away. It's no, absolutely. It's going to give them the ability to flow in that theta. If they have the ability to get there, yep. it's it's not going to take away their ability to get there at at will. Right. Or desire to. It's just not going to keep them there when they don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and that's the beautiful thing about brain health and what we have in common is we're trying to help people experience a better quality of life definitely through their brain especially when there's nobody around Mm -hmm. and they're not having to think about any type of how i'm going to think or react or respond in this given situation they can just be them right who is them yeah do they sit around and think negative thoughts that are attracting more negative thoughts and negative thoughts and Mm -hmm. wonder why they're depressed or are they sitting around looking around at all the beauty and the blessings that they have around them and remembering why they're blessed and why they're highly favored yes. and why this life is just so amazing and what a great time to be alive right now with everything that we have at our disposal to help our health. And I think mental health is just a really big one that I believe everybody has issues with. Yes. I mean, to some oh, degree, yeah. yep. <laughs> there's nobody that's avoided the drama in life uh, and the stress yeah, in life I and met anyone yet, trauma sure. and yeah. chemicals. I mean, uh-huh. so many different things that affect our brain and our brain health. And so... Um, it's so refreshing to have conversations with people yes. like when I first met you and we, you're telling me all about what you do and it's like, oh my goodness, it's like you're in one of my consults and I'm saying the yes. same thing to my patients, <laughs> but you're talking about hypnotherapy. I'm talking I about brain mapping. It. And yes. It's like we just had, we're, we're so much in sync on the same path as I agree. what we do and why we try to find yeah. people to help and in which way we can help them and uh-huh. basically just find that next breakthrough. And it's, it you know, I don't know about you, but I've been in practice for 28 years and the longer I've been in practice the more I appreciate mm-hmm. witnessing somebody's breakthrough in in their life and in their yeah. journey being through so much that we've been through it's like when you see somebody that comes to you in that fragile state oh. and they're worried and they they have fear and they don't really believe that this is something that's going to help them and then it does and then all of a sudden oh. it does and you yes. see them leaving on cloud nine with a little yeah. kick in their step and a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. And it's like, these were pivotal moments mm-hmm. that they were at a crossroad mm-hmm. that they could have just stayed home and opened up a bag of chips and sat <laughs> on the couch and watched some TV. <laughs> but no, they got in their car and they decided to drive to effort. either you or me. And they yep. came in and saw us. And then they were like, Oh my gosh, my life was changed. What, what could have, I can't even imagine mm-hmm. if I didn't get that truth that day. And I didn't set my course on a different path right. to where all these wonderful things happen. Don't mm-hmm. look back and say, you know what, that old path I was on yeah. where I was just depressed and I didn't want to do anything fun. And, you know, and I was just stuck in the circumstances and having this victim mentality yep. for so long. Now I can able to just drop that and get my life that I'm claiming in mm-hmm. freedom that I want in mm-hmm. health, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, if we don't feel good on the inside, we're certainly not going to look good on the outside. And then That's we're certainly true. not going to go do good for anybody else. Right. We have to look good and feel good. Mm-hmm. 
to be able to go do, do good. good. I We're agree. not going to look good unless we feel good. Mm-hmm. Right? So it all right. goes back down to doing all the things we can to optimize ourselves to make us the best version of ourselves. I love it. Absolutely. It's that it happens, you know, for me, not to me. And when they yeah. can, you know, get to that place. And yeah, I've had a handful of clients who came in on crutches that literally threw the crutches and ran down the sidewalk. Love it. Like, simultaneously healing right there it's it is it's such a high for you know the person and for us being able to witness and you know so many different things and then you just know the quality of life that they're going to have from that day forward totally different and what an impact right that made on them definitely that's so exciting (laughs) (laughs) so a lot of my listeners unfortunately do not live here in Colorado and have access to you or I. Yes. So what would somebody look for when they're trying to find somebody that does what you do? I know that I can't just tell people, oh, just go find a chiropractor. Just Google chiropractic next to me and you'll get the exact (laughs) same experience you'll get when you come to see me. I know that never happens. So is that similar with yours? I've never heard of hypnotists that did a a whole day, like a six hour session. That's so awesome. So, um, you see, we were talking about in the very beginning, you do this quantum stuff. And yes. so I love talking about quantum physics and all of that. And, and so um, that really kind of resonated with me immediately when you're starting to talk about quantum. So getting out of more 3D thinking, more into 5D thinking and, and source thinking yeah. and all of that. And so... How do we find somebody like you if we don't live in Colorado? Awesome. Okay. So Dolores Cannon is the one who basically was the very first hypnotherapist that developed QHHT. So back when metaphysical wasn't even a word, Mm -hmm. you know, 50 years ago-ish now, um, she was just hypnotizing uh, for regular smoking or, or weight loss. And then all of a sudden... When she had this client down, this woman started talking about this past life as a flapper in Chicago who was the mistress of a mob guy. And she was like, what is going on? What is this? And that's where she was able to realize that, oh my gosh, past life when this wasn't even really talked about back then. So she developed this QHHT and there's practitioners all over the world. So if you get on Dolores Cannon or the QHHT website, you can find a practitioner in your area. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so we're everywhere. And, you know, we go to different trainings throughout. There's three different levels of practitioners. Um, So when you start out in your internship, you actually do 25 clients um, before you're even really practiced. So that's a little bit interesting doing your family and friends before, you know, diving into, you know, people that we don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure family and friends don't want to share all their little secrets with you either. (laughs) So that's not a fair playing field. It isn't. It isn't. So sometimes you have to, you know, get friends of friends or whoever's ready to go. So yeah, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, well, (laughs) you know, we're all about trying to bring awareness to things that a lot of times people know the word. Yes. But they really don't know what it means, or they might even have preconceptions of what they think it means. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're here. We're here to talk about different topics that people might not really know the truth about, and then talk about the good news and, and what it can do for you in that inevitable journey of trying to optimize ourselves and and create the best version of ourselves for tomorrow. So thank you guys for joining us today. We have uh, 
yet another episode of Optimal Health through mind and mental and hypnosis with our wonderful guest, Jennifer Valentine. So thanks again for joining us, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) And everybody have an amazing day.